five things I did when my clients suddenly reduced their work for me. This month has been a kick to my butt. Do you know when you, ha- when you have some bad news, you kind of want to deny it and move on? Well, one of my biggest clients cut back on their work for me. Then shortly after, another client had budget cuts and told me they no longer needed freelance writers. So I've been trying to find new work. To be honest, I was getting a little too comfortable with the steady amount of work that was coming in. And that made me lazy, writing the write and submit part of my business with little prospecting and lead looking. My hustle skills became rusty. Those two pieces of news were like slaps in the face, reminding me to stay hungry even when I have a stockpile of work to consume. Although this month has been a kick to my butt, it's also given me the time and the opportunity to reflect on my business and shift my priorities. It's been quite helpful in allowing me to learn how to bounce back, not dwell on the setbacks, move forward and grow. Learn from this. Here are five things I did when my clients suddenly reduced their work for me. Number one, ask my past and existing clients for more work or referrals. It can be hard for me to ask for help or really ask for anything, but asking for help isn't a sign of weakness or failure. I can't do everything myself, and it's inefficient and ineffective. Through my past year of of converting my side hustle into a full-time gig, I've been building strong relationships with my clients. I've been listening to their needs, offering my constructive opinions, following their guidelines, and consistently meeting their deadlines. I demonstrated my work ethic, creativity, initiative, loyalty, and trustworthiness. The proof was in the pudding. So I went through my list of clients, past and current, and emailed them individually to see if they had extra work they needed help on, and if they didn't, if they knew anyone who needed my writing services. All my clients responded. Most of them told me they didn't have anything, but would think of me if something did come up. But one client had a side project they needed help with and wanted me to work on it, so it worked. You don't know unless you ask, politely, of course. Number two, find new clients. Duh. I did a lot of pitching and cold emailing when I first started freelance writing, but once I found those amazing clients that were continually, continually giving me work every month, I stopped. So I had to dust up those skills and start pitching again. I went on Twitter and searched for editors of major websites to connect with. I googled, DM'd, emailed, and pitched like there was no tomorrow. I opened up my old pitch list, updated the crap out of it, and drummed up new ideas. Rinse and repeat until I found new work. So far, I've re- I've mostly received ra- radio silence and reject- rejections. However, it was good practice, and now, and now I have a hefty list of pitches to work with. Number three, updated my LinkedIn and online social presence. When I'm neck deep in writing, all I care about are putting words, sentences, and paragraphs together. I didn't realize how outdated my LinkedIn and social media profiles were. Having a slight hiccup in my workflow allowed me to take the time to update all these platforms. And about a week after doing that, I was pleasantly surprised when a health and wellness business DM'd me through LinkedIn, asking me about my rates and whether I would be willing to write for them. Yay! Number four, do a review of my numbers. Most freelancers and creative types aren't like huge fan of numbers. But personally, I don't mind them as long as I'm not rushed. During my downtime, I looked thoroughly at my cash flow, which is the income coming in and the expenses going out. It was a helpful, helpful reality check on the financial situation of my business. 
I have very few expenses expenses for my business. So I asked myself, what are some personal things I could scale back on without sacrificing my desired lifestyle? And I was able to identify some low-hanging fruit that would save me a few hundred dollars a month. Number five, last thing, work on the other side of my business. Aside from making money from freelance writing, I sell books, I sell courses, I have this podcast. Um, I created these a few years ago and I haven't had time to market them. So I updated my content, created different payment options for my courses, and promoted limited time book offers through my email list. I saw an uptake, uptick in sales. It wasn't enough to make up for the reduced work, but my self-esteem perked up and feeling good gives me a positive outlook on the future of my business. Ultimately, the most important thing to do when clients reduce their work for you or they no longer need your services is to be resourceful and use your time wisely. Stay optimistic. There is an abundance of opportunities in the world and they're just waiting for you to come and discover them. So listeners, have you ever had to bounce back from a setback in your business? What were some things that helped you shift your focus? Plus, if you need any ideas to write about or to capture those thoughts and feelings and emotions, I did publish a a journal that is very helpful for this. It's called 60 Feelings to Feel, a journal to identify your emotions. Please check it out. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.